Louise Cooney's Open Book, a Go Loud original podcast. Hello, I'm Louise Cooney and you're very welcome back to Open Book presented by Go Loud. This week on the podcast, we have Neef Colin as our guest, who is one of my really good friends. So it's a really nice kind of casual chat because we know each other so well. I was like, what am I going to ask her in this? But she opens up to us about the struggles she found with starting her own business in 2021 and the excitement she has for her new project, which is a podcast as well, unveiled with her good friend, Nessa. And we just have lots of chats around that. So I really hope you enjoy this episode. I am so excited to have a fellow Go Loud podcast queen here as well, Neve Colin, my friend. Yeah. Um, how will I describe you? <laughs> uh, social media content creator, influencer, Hun. Hun. <laughs> fitness fanatic. Yeah. Friend. I'm just so, I'm so excited to have you here just to have the chats. I know. To learn a little bit more about your podcast, Unveiled. Oh, yeah. Thank you for that. And a little plug, have, will you? Yeah, to have a little catch up. <laughs> yeah. So I know that we're such good friends and I've known you for, God, what are, how long have I known you now? Probably like seven, eight years? Yeah, God. Yeah, about eight years now. For people who don't know you, do you want to tell people about your story? I will. Uh, well, thanks so much for having me on, Lou. Of course. One of my I've been asking really you friends. probably since last year, was it? Yeah, you yeah. have been. And we'll probably get into that why I've kind of, I didn't really want to get on at the time yeah. last year, just when you're going through some bits. A little bit emotional, didn't really want to chat about some mm. stuff. But I am Neve Cullen. I'm one of your influencer hunts. I actually fanatic. Hate, I hate introducing people. It's the most <laughs> awkward thing. But more importantly, like I suppose I have an Instagram like yourself. And yeah, yeah I'm a bit of a content creator, sharer. Yeah. I was going to um, say that. Sharer, that's how you yeah. describe yourself. Like That's how I've kind of always described myself, mm. isn't it? And yeah, I'm just one of your really good friends. So it's so nice to come on and tell. Actually, you know what? I'm ready to tell all your dirty secrets. <laughs> <laughs> so where did you start out? Like, how did you get into into the podcasting world? Do you want to tell people about? Oh, yeah, about the podcast. Well, remember, I used to have a podcast with me in 18. Mm. It was actually called Influencer is a Dirty Word. <laughs> Yeah. And yeah, we had so much fun. And then we were just going our separate directions. And then COVID hit. That's so. still on YouTube. Oh, yeah. I think so. Yeah. I might have a look later. Oh, yeah. Oh, That'll oh, be my, oh. my <laughs> evening sort Take off everything of YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you know, how did you start in this world of, of the, influencing? I hate that word. But like, I you know, know what I mean? Like, you know what? I think it started back to, I was a bit of a pageant one. Did a few like, you know, Miss Sunday World things, yeah. all down to like my friends. So two of my friends actually entered me into Miss Sunday World. And it's so funny, when I went in to do that, I wouldn't let anybody come. So nobody was allowed to come in. They no one like, at all? Nobody. I came to that competition by myself and my friends were like, they were the ones that entered me into it. Mm. One of my friends like paid extra for me to get not a half head of mesh, a full head of mesh. She paid the extra for me because she was like, no, I feel like you're going to do really well in What's this. mesh? Oh, it's like a Dublin thing for like full head of highlights. But at the time oh, okay. we called it mesh. Oh, okay. For any Dublin huns, you'll know what I'm talking about. So she had paid extra to get like a full head of mesh highlights. So I went into the Miss Sunday World competition and they called out the winner and it was me. Oh my God. And he came over and he was like, and who do you have here with you today? 
And I was like, nobody. I didn't think I was going to win. And everyone was like, oh my God. So from that point, then I had a lot of opportunities with kind of the Sunday world. Like paper photocall stuff. Yeah, paper photocall stuff and kind of people kind of knew who I was. And then I was on that show, Take Me Out. Oh my God, remember that? I actually think I saw a clip of that before. Maybe you showed me. So I was interning in, um, it was actually TV3 at the time, not Virgin Media. And I was just interning there and they were like, oh, you should come and work on this show. And I think it was like a production company called Saladite Productions or something like that. So I went along and I was making the coffee and running around for everyone. And one of the lads was just like, no, you should definitely get on this. And you I was you like, were obviously single at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then um, I jumped on and then people kind of knew me from that. Oh my God, yeah. were you on it for a couple of weeks? Well, it was all filmed within like four days. So okay. we would have recorded two episodes a day. Oh. Um, did you get a date? It did. What? Yeah, he was actually such a nice guy from like the country. And are you still in touch with him? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I actually can't remember his name. He could have been Michael or something. He was actually really nice. But you know what the gassing was? He was like, I need to introduce you to my family. Straight away? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. So obviously his family was all there. So I like rocked up. I was like, lovely to meet you. I'm Neve. Oh my God. Um, yes. It was actually really fun. I think we did kind of stay in touch for a little bit. But like that was, I was like 18 Mm. or 17. I was really, really, really young. I actually think I was, should have been 18 and I wasn't. I think I was doing an Adine Coyle on that. (laughs) 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 The way she lied about her age. I actually think I was meant to be 18 and I wasn't. But anyway, that was like the kind of start of people kind of knowing who I was a little bit. And then when I started going on Instagram, I worked in Brown Thomas and I was just kind of sharing my workouts and you know my fashion because I worked in there and people kind of knew who I was were like oh that's your one that was on Take Me Out or that's your one that just been the papers mm-hmm. or and then I just made really nice connections with the likes of people in the industry like I would have met Courtney Smith back then oh. I would have met Michelle McGrath back then like I don't know like Nicola Hughes he was on like Made in Chelsea mm-hmm. I would have been friendly you know I just would have connected with a lot of people and they mm-hmm. were all like even Jodie Wood I remember Jodie Wood back like doing like little modeling bits with her. Oh my God, so God. I go way back, way, way back when. So I feel like that's how it kind of all started for me. It was like the Miss Sunday World area going into the Take Me Out and then just people kind of knowing me on Instagram. Yeah. So I felt like I got a bit of a head start. Did you have to do those like lingerie shoots? Yeah. No, you didn't. Oh, Did yeah. Oh my God. You should Google me. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Oh my god! I know. I was so young. What can I do? Like I can't take those years back. That is so funny. Oh my <laughs> I'm, I'm, going, I'm literally going to look. This up. <laughs> oh my god! You sh- like they're actually not that bad. I don't think. Would but... you encourage people to do like the beauty pageants or? You know? uh, no, I don't no? know. Like I actually didn't have a bad experience on them. I had a really nice time. Mm. Like we did Miss Ireland and stuff, and that was great crack and. You know me, I'm such a sociable person. I didn't really, and I still to this day, you know what I'm like, don't really take things too seriously. Mm. So with those pageants and, or what are they called pageants? Like, probably not in Ireland, Miss Ireland. Miss yeah. Ireland and stuff. I just never really took it too seriously. Yeah. So I think for having all those like small connections back at such a young age, I think it actually really helped me when I set up Instagram then. I had like really good opportunities with, mm. you know, Coca Brown and, you know, all these things that just You were just kinda, networking. I was just networking at such a young age and I didn't even know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, that's how I kind of, and I feel like just with then my Instagram kind of just evolved and grew more followers and... And you've yeah. just launched your own podcast. I know, my new podcast, yeah. I'm buzzing, Unveiled with Nessa. So do you want to tell us a little bit about it? Yeah. So 
as I said, Goal Out had gotten in touch and was like, it was actually in and around last year when you were asking me to come on the pod and I was just like, here, look, I'm in no fit state to even start my own podcast, never come on and talk yeah. about my trauma because <laughs> mm. it was like pretty, uh, it wasn't too bad, but it's it was hard fun. when you can't be open about yeah. what you're going through. Exactly. Mm. And you know what I'm like, I wear my heart on my sleeve and I can't fake it till I make it. Yeah, like me neither. You know, I have to kind of, and I've noticed now, like just protecting your energy when you are having a bad day. Like even when you asked me, was it last week to do the pod? And I was like, you know, would you mind if we just move it to next week? A few mm -hmm. little things on. Yeah. I think that's so important for yourself to do. But fast forward now a year into my new podcast, which I'm buzzing about. And it's with my friend Nessa. And it's called Unveiled. Mm -hmm. If you've listened to the first episode, you know, it's a bit of a piss take on Blockers Unveiled. <laughs> just like, you know, we're just unveiling life and debunking, dissecting, all that kind of thing. You brought me back. That oh, feels sorry. like... PTSD, babe. Ah, well, it, I wasn't, I don't think I was involved. In <laughs> no, it, I don't think you were involved. It was, it was a different time, wasn't it? Like, oh, was, was it? Was it was like five, six years ago. Probably. It was just, memory. everyone was on Edge. Mm. Yeah, you like, know who to trust. <laughs> you know, remember, we were like, <laughs> we're at the VIP Style Awards, and remember, we were all at a table, and there was a story that went up, and it was yeah, the people the table next We were us. like, who was it on that table? And then I remember one of the girls was like, stop talking about it, don't entertain it, and we're all just sitting there in silence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All of us were like a little bit torn up about it, yeah, weren't we? Because yeah. we just didn't know what to do. But uh, we can just laugh it off. Now. I know. So Gas. Yeah. They, it gave us. A lot of tea on others and tea on ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So anyway, that's the name of the podcast. And it's with one of my friends, Nessa, which you know. And mm -hmm. she's just such a fun chatterbox. And just like on the different end of the spectrum to us, which is yeah. really nice. So she's a different point of view, kind of different way of like not looking at things. We'd like be very similar in ways, but... Yeah, it's just nice having that, you know, person that pulls me up on my bullshit. She's yeah. like, no, 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 go back there and say what you're going to say. I was like, no, I won't. And then, so it's just a bit, it's just a bit of fun. She does nice. it in a nice way. Yeah. You can tell you're good friends. Like it's yeah. a very natural conversation. And yeah. it's so easy to listen to and enjoyable. I was laughing along. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I loved uh, it. Oh, good. And how did you convince Nessa to get involved when she's not really into this world of no. sharing her life. Not at all. And like even her Instagram, um, it's on private and I don't know how many followers she has, but I mean, it's not a lot. Not that she... She's not trying to... She's not trying, yeah. Following. She's yeah. just a kind of a private person on that kind of side yeah. of things. But like we we call each other in our friend group Glass Elbows because we never just stay for one drink. It's always like four or, you know, we're always like, oh God, well, okay, well, we'll stay. So when I asked her to do this, I didn't think she was going to do it. I And when I was thinking of doing a podcast, I didn't want to do it by myself. Mm. I wanted to do it with someone. And then I was like, you know what? While I was thinking of someone in the industry, one of my friends in the industry, I was like, you know what? I'd actually love to do it with one of my mm. friends. And then that was a go. So I asked her and she actually didn't need a lot of convincing because I literally sent her the most convincing voice note and text and then rang her. So she was like, oh, okay then. And then she was just like, listen, if this doesn't show how much of a glass elbow that I have, yeah. <laughs> well then here we go. But, um, um, what are you going to be talking about it and what can people expect? What can people expect? Expect it all. <laughs> um, I suppose like just talking through, you know, like lots of different things like lifestyle, our own experiences, like, you know, our episode two, we're actually talking about like keeping up with society norms, mm. how that's kind of changing. Do you feel pressure? I spoke about pressure of me, like all my main girls, my best friends all have kids. They're on their second, they're all married. Mm. How does that make me feel? Mm -hmm. And then being on the career ladder, like a lot of my friends would be super, you know, doing well in their careers. And then I'm, I've, you know, just like, and you're, I suppose like it's just 
just chats about everything, really yeah. everything. And then like obviously talking about like, you know, bits of wellness, like mental health. And I suppose just we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff, but then having our spin of our own experiences and advice and, mm. you know. I love that. I feel like especially something like that, talking about that is so helpful for people our mm. age, I think, because yeah. you just look around and it's like everybody seems to be going at different speeds. speeds. You know? I know, I know. But um, it's all good. It's all good. I know and everyone's just in like their own little lanes, but it's mm. just sometimes it does be hard because you feel like you're not. If you're having bad. a day and you're like looking around like, oh my God, I do not have my shit, shit together. together. Yeah. Me every day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> but we met. When did we meet? Oh. twenty. 2016. And you had your Behind the Braids blog. So this behind is, the Braids air, guys. This is how we met. You yeah. messaged me to do plots in my hair. Yeah. I think I was following on your Snapchat and you were like, you were going to Longitude. I remember. Mm. It was Forbidden Fruit, actually. I was going to oh, a Forbidden festival. Fruit. You were going to a festival. And and I remember you had this, I'd done like two little plots in your hair. Yeah. And I had like this little like gold yeah, 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 chain, chain thing. thing. It was actually really fun. And you were working in Brown Thomas at the time. We went into a shopping centre, Paris yeah, Court. Paris Court. We sat in the steps that are no longer there. <laughs> anymore just see they've closed them oh, off yeah, yeah. Yes, that's just showing how old we are I know but um, yeah so it's so funny it's such a random way to like meet and then since then we've since then we've just been, been really pals. yeah so close we've had so many fun trips together I know and we've Vegas. just gone through a lot together like we've gone we? through oh my god breakups so moving country moving house yeah. you're engaged there's yeah Oh, we've had, so even like on like a work level, we've been able to cry about things, mm-hmm. be excited about things, yeah. be stressed about things. Then even like our fun work trips, like remember Vegas, how oh fun God, that, that was. was. so fun. <laughs> that was so fun. We were invited over for a press trip with, by the tourist board. Um, It was me, you, Rosie and Lauren. Lauren, yeah. And... Me and you were the wild two out of the, out well. of the crew. Well, my wild, I mean, we were the ones going to the club. Yeah, no, I'm laughing. I was like, oh, whenever you're with me, it's going to be a bit of yeah. a wild time. We went to the club and we were pre-drinking in the room. And just, uh, we were living our best Vegas we lives. We were having great And time. do you remember when we got on the helicopter to the Grand Canyon? I Hung actually, over. You were <laughs> rattled. And I was like trying to, I was also really scared, but yeah. I was trying to keep it together. And then the two of us got off and we're like, thank God, how are we going to get, because we got off for like a cute little mm. picnic thing. And then we're like, how on earth are we going to get back, back on in. Go back scary, over. scary like, isn't it? It was. It was really cool, but it was scary. And it so didn't help scary. the hangover nerves. Yeah, being honest. I know. So just going back to talking about your podcast, in your first episode you were saying yeah. about how you don't really like the word influencer. And like, oh, yeah. I always say that. I, I know, know people are probably sick of hearing it. It's just the word. I just don't like it. I yeah. just don't like the connotations but it has. And I just feel yeah. like people get a negative vibe. And I it. love that what you said in the episode, you said that you don't want to feel like you're influencing, influencing people anyone. to do things that they don't want to do. Yeah. Which is absolutely how I feel as well. Like, it's yeah. like, you know, you're sharing things and educating people on things and mm. sharing your life and your style and whatever else you might be yeah. sharing. But like, that's what, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that your intentions are to go out there and influence you know, people to buy, buy things. things. Yeah. I know, but you know what I was even saying on that and I've always said it it's just so annoying because we just got like people didn't really like bloggers and influencers at the time when it came into Ireland like people just didn't really get it do you know what I had no problem with the word blogger yeah and I still don't even though I don't really blog anymore I don't blog anymore no I actually don't mind the word blogger either it was like I was actively blogging a blog was a big part but then it changed to social media and now I'm like, I dread when people ask me, what do you do? I'm like, no. I or like, know. you know, when you're filling out those forms. Oh, like, 
I'm like, Jamie laughs every time when I fill out a form. What do you like, write? This time he's like, oh, you're a marketeer. And I'm like, yeah, today I am. He's like, oh, you're social media. Yeah, today I, I am. I just write media. Oh, media. Is media. Easy. Yeah. yeah. I panic and I'm like, oh, I don't know what to write. But Jamie always pulls me up. I'm like, what are you writing on here today? You know, for a way we need to fill out stuff. It is a funny job, though, isn't it? Like, yeah. It's a funny job, but like I'm very like especially proud of you. I just feel like you are such a powerhouse, and I've always said that from day dot. Like you've always just really just made a career from it. Like you've like two very successful businesses at the moment, all on the back of you, and yeah, you're just like such a hard worker. Doesn't always feel like that, but yeah, I guess. But you're also your biggest critic, and I always say to you, you're so (laughs) hard on yourself because you're you're so good at what you do, and you do it so effortlessly and naturally, and you have such good motivation. And yeah, sometimes um, it's hard to feel like that, like unless. I suppose you really just define right, what is success. success. You know what I mean? But like, like that's another question. I know, itself, yeah, totally. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But um, no, we've had some laughs like over the years of all the silly things we've had to do <laughs> or like, you know, like I'm so glad I have you to lean on when oh, we're yeah. asked to do things and I'm like, I don't think I can do Like, what, yeah. how, how do we do this? What do you make of this? Or, you know. It's always been so nice for, and especially even like remember me, you and Aideen, there was times we'd be like, how are we going to do this? And like if we were getting some like little pictures in Coachella or getting pictures somewhere like we always support each other being like no let's get this done and we'll get it done and then we always had a good time after but um and we always understand as well because I feel like we're quite good at doing things by ourselves but yeah like say today for example I was like yeah these jeans are really tight can you help me get a picture (laughs) (laughs) you're like I need like the right angles yeah (laughs) yeah and like you know there's always little things like that I know I know like remember last year you came down to my car park and oh my god, shot the H&M studio. I mean, <laughs> and it looks so cool. It looks so yeah. cool. But it's so nice to have like a friend like that. And like even, you know, what Jamie said to me one day and I thought like it really sat with me and I was like, you know, you're so right. I sometimes, and I'm sure maybe you feel the same, like you can be quite lonely in this job mm, because oh, totally. it's just yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's not like we can go into an office and like chat to different people. Now, obviously we have our agency office, but you know, it's not like we're working in a team of people and we have like a manager telling us what to do and a HR department to be like, oh, I'm feeling a bit oh, off today. And like a big thing about being in an office around yeah. people is like, how are you? How was your yeah. weekend? As much as people give out about that, like it's, it's, it's nice. nice. Have, yeah, it's just nice to have that social. But then, you know, I suppose other people who are working for themselves probably feel that way. Absolutely. You know? it's, it's just yeah. the thing of working for yourself, yourself. which is why it's so mm. important to like reach out to people and have yeah. a crew of people and Bounce go out and meet people at different events and things, mm. you know. Mm. But I had a, a question here for you that I thought would be funny. Okay. What's <laughs> the funniest brand deal you've ever been asked to do or ad, I suppose, you've ever been asked ad. to do? Um, I'm trying to think. I had a ridiculous one one day. Um, so will I read you out my one I got an email fun PR project mm. and it was to promote I'm not going to name the brand but a fruit and vegetable yeah right and this is how the email went <laughs> hi Louise thank you for coming back so quickly this is a bit of an odd one we're working on behalf of a brand and we'll just say it's broccoli right <laughs> we're looking for a fun couple who will have fun with broccoli on Valentine's Day hopefully because they love broccoli so much the idea is that the man plans to give his special lady a unique treat for Valentine's, <laughs> an evening where everything is either broccoli or is made from broccoli. So as the lady walks into the house flat, there will be a bath filled with bowl bath and broccoli and there will be <laughs> broccoli on the bed instead of roses and the meal will have loads of broccoli on. <laughs> the icing on the cake will be an amazing bouquet made entirely from <laughs> broccoli. <laughs> 
<gasps> oh Louis, Louise, I'm just imagining you sitting in the bath with like a broccoli in your mouth and you know someone holds it like a rose and they're like, hello. <laughs> it's like, it's just so funny. I was like, is this a piss take? Like, no. surely. But I feel like that kind of work is you're like more beauty fashion chic like it would just be ridiculous, ridiculous. Like, like that I feel like James Kavanagh would do that yeah, like yeah, yeah, funny and like mm. yeah oh god it's funny though I have to say I got a good laugh out of that no that was even just imagining funny. me and Mark doing that like it's just <laughs> and Mark hates social media he'd be not. like no <laughs> I'd say even if I got him drunk he wouldn't do that yeah <laughs> <laughs> we know Mark's weakness. <laughs> um, oh, have you got any funny stories, any funny brand deals you've been asked? Oh, about? I feel like there's been a few and I can't, I feel like I have brain fog. I feel like those silly press calls I used to do when mm. I was younger, like mm. standing outside a pair of hot pants holding up a big 50,000 euro sign. <laughs> or like, you know what, my biggest icks when I look back, I know ick is like, it, not even a, I feel like ick is a real icky word now, you can't even say ick. But um, one of the things that used to annoy me back when we first started out you know and those product placement and it's like oh my god and it was yes. like before and after and Please I had to be hold the bottle close to your face and, and like you'd look terrible before yeah. I remember like if I was working sometimes with a brand they'd have like three or four products they want you one between each finger <laughs> like, <you're> like <laughs> I actually remember getting double-sided sticky tape and putting it on the back of a tan bottle so it would stay. <laughs> that is too funny. Oh my the God. things we, we do. The oh, legs that's not going. even. I'm sure that's not even half of the stuff. That's just stuff that's come into my head. I know? know, like if we were to go back on it, like... Oh, we've had so much fun though. Oh, yeah, no, we have. We, we have. have. It's, there's been so many just fun, good times too. Do you know what I'm just thinking of as well? reshoots that I've had to do oh the reshoots <laughs> you're just scratching your eyes you're like distressed I just I just remember there was one thing that I kept doing something was wrong or something was yeah. you know and I must have reshot it like three or four times and every time it was like so Still different wrong. so different you know yeah. and like oh just so funny and or you know when um, brands kind of give you which I kind of enjoy sometimes they'll give you an entire script and they'll tell you to do it this way and then sometimes I kind of take it feels like they take away from us as like oh, yeah, our, no, our no, voices no. yeah no um, I, I wouldn't do that because I, yeah. I, I just think it sounds so robotic or something know. you know I, know, I need to be more like you. I bow down like a puppy sometimes. I'm like, okay. <laughs> no, you're very good. You are. Yeah. Like, you're very true to yourself when you're yeah. sharing. And like, I think that's yeah. why people love you. you oh, know? thanks, babe. So how do you figure out then, like now, what you say yes to and what you don't? I suppose like, and now I kind of know where I stand in the world of Instagram and yeah. posting and what kind of brands align with me and I suppose like I definitely have said no to a good few things because I just don't think they would suit me or yeah the brand it's like not worth it it's not really worth it and I feel like I've always kind of had that frame of mind even from like early years of even on Instagram I just kind of was just like oh it's probably not worth it because I actually don't really like the product or anything or it doesn't really suit with me yeah like remember the skinny tees and stuff oh my god like I was yeah. this close to doing it and then I was like what am I doing like I know myself these don't work like why would you you're just getting cash not even still around I haven't seen any sort of skinny tea around no no I, I don't even know I, I know they were all called different names but I remember it was just like detox skinny tea yeah it's funny isn't it looking back like on how things have changed yeah they have changed and it was just like growing into yourself and saying right yeah this is what I stand for and this is what I can stand mm. behind and mm. 
what my audience will resonate with, yeah. you know. And I hate to break it to you, I think that's down to our age, Louise. I know, I know. <laughs> We're coming into our mature life now, yeah. although I still feel 26. <laughs> I know, I know. It's nice to be like in this space where we feel like no, more is. comfortable. Yeah, and, and we're kind of settled in a way, so we kind of know what we want. Yeah. We know what energy we want to give out. We've also, between the two of us, we've been burned a couple of times and we've put our energy out mm-hmm. to things or people or situations where it just didn't do us any favours. So yeah. I think because we're growing up and we're still obviously growing mm-hmm. up, but we've kind of learned now to be like, okay, what what's going to work for me? What's mm-hmm. going to benefit me? Yeah. Is this going to benefit me and stuff? Speaking of being burned, mm. like I know you've talked about this a lot, like just like the last year about the business and yeah. how how difficult that was like navigating all of that. I know. And it just must be nice just to be at this stage now where you've got the new podcast, you've got like nice yeah. new exciting. I've nice new things coming around and it's really lovely. I'm, and it's it's funny because I never thought I would have been at this point mentally and physically. Like I was on antidepressants, like went on antidepressants like last August and I'm off them now, a month and a half, feeling better than ever. Mm-hmm. And I actually never thought... I, I thought that was going to be my new norm. I thought I would have had to, you know, be on medication for a long time. I thought I was going to be in this depressive state for a long mm-hmm. time. I thought this was going to be my new norm. And it's so nice just being out of it now and looking back. And although when I look back, it does kind of give me the shivers because God love me. Like I actually was in such a bad headspace and I just felt like there was no getting out. But for anyone that's even listening now and is in a bad headspace or they feel like, you know, nothing's going right and, you know, you're at this like concrete wall that's just full of stress and anxiety. Mm. Know that like that wall will break down and there's light at the end of the tunnel. And coming from a person who was literally in that position where I just didn't think anything was going to get better, to come out of it now and to be in such a positive, healthy headspace, mm-hmm. um, don't worry, like hold on tight and you'll get through it and just lean on people, mm-hmm. you know, get support. Don't be afraid to talk. There's so many options out there and just don't be afraid to shy away from your feelings. Yeah, and you're someone who always would have taken care of your mental mm, health, like with yeah. exercise, with jumping in the sea, yeah. you know, and like talking. <laughs> the toxic you're, positivity. You're good, like you do talk about things. Oh no, I, I do. At, yeah, yeah. at certain stages, it gets just to that point where you need help. Yeah. Oh, 100%. And I I feel like it's so funny because I would have felt like I would have had a touch of anxiety. You know, I would have been anxious a lot of the time in my 20s. But when I look back, it was actually just the situation I was in. I was coming out of a really bad breakup. Mm. I was selling a house and I remember coming out of it then and in COVID, I was like, oh God, I kind of feel normal now. And then I went back into stages of feeling anxious. But it's really nice to be out of all that now and look back being like god like I was anxious because there was actual things going on in my life mm-hmm. I wasn't an anxious person and then you know? what you've got from all those really hard times is like mm. learning oh, to deal with it and learning, learning that you can cope with all of that and come out stronger and happier at the other end of it you and know? also for the most part I know what my triggers are I know some things trigger me I mm-hmm. know some things that make me feel a little bit sensitive make me feel a little bit upset you know, lots of different things. And I know now I can acknowledge those triggers mm-hmm. and straight away I don't go on the anxious, you know, stressed, mm-hmm. you know, mode. I'm literally like, oh my God, I'm triggered by that. But that's okay. Mm. And it take a few minutes. You're okay. You've noticed the trigger. This is not actually happening right now. It's yeah. something that you're triggered from. And I think that's down to a lot of therapy that I d- did. And I know all that legal stuff went down and I was honestly in a hole and I hated everyone <laughs> at the time. 
But one thing that I will take from it, um, and I never thought I'd say this, and I'm only actually saying this up until recently, that, you know, you kind of have to see the good from things. And I can't really see much good from this situation now. Like, it's still kind of a little bit ongoing. But I am grateful for the work that it made me do on myself. Mm -hmm, I got mm -hmm. to a certain point where I actually really needed to do consistent therapy and look after myself mm -hmm. and really, really deep dive. Yeah. And while I've done that now, I've actually noticed a lot of triggers that I actually have from whether it be previous relationships or just, you know, growing up and having these things that have kind of always like just sat in beneath you. And, you know, so if anything, I'm just grateful now that I'm just so self-aware yeah. and I'm not an anxious person. I was just anxious at times through triggers and yeah. through moments of, you know, hard stress. It's such so, a nice way to be self-aware. Yeah. I think it's like the best thing in people. Yeah. You know, yeah. then you can really just like be yourself and be yeah and be empathetic and compassionate and how did you I suppose therapy is a mm, major thing for yeah. how you kind of got yourself back on track was there anything else that you would um probably just consistent counseling yeah. probably helped me and I kind of found in around that time like nobody else was really going to help me but myself I had to like surrender first mm -hmm. to what I was facing and it was you know a small bit of depression I was mm -hmm. anxious I was stressed I was had all these emotions and I had to firstly had to surrender myself to it and once I did I found myself getting that little bit better and I felt like that was a turning point for me when I was like I actually need help yeah. I need to go to the doctor I need to tell everyone that I am in the depths of despair most days and when I did it was almost like a weight came off my shoulders mm. and everyone else was like yeah we know it's you, scary to put a label on something yeah, isn't it? yeah like, it yeah. is but it's almost scared you, you're afraid to admit how bad you are and then you're in denial I, was, I went through about a six month period of being purely in denial of how stressed and upset I was and then I'd have these moments every couple of weeks where I'd break down I'd be like oh my god what is my life what's going on but um yeah I think surrendering at that point I remember surrendering to all of how I was feeling yeah. and admitting that mm. I was depressed and admitting that I was highly stressed and this was all really bothering me and I didn't know what to do and then just consistent therapy and looking after myself and also to note like therapy isn't for everyone but it is important don't be afraid like to try different therapists like you will find one for you or if you've different outlets, but it is so important to talk and offload. Don't let it like, I think for a while I just let it uh, fester. I let yeah. it like just, it was like a parasite. It was just like building up and. I think when it's something like as difficult as that, you have to work through it and talk through yeah. it. And, you know, it's not yeah. just going to go away it's by itself. It's not just going to go away. So like you need to process it yeah. all first. Then you need to work through it and find mm -hmm. your way of navigating and know your boundaries. Yeah. You had an amazing end to the year last year. I did. You got engaged. I did get engaged. Yeah, God, to be honest, that was just put what a hectic, rotten year that was. It just honestly, just honestly kind of pulled me out of it a little bit. I remember when you called me. I, was I know. so excited. I couldn't believe it. I actually kind of knew it was going to happen because he was actually kind of acting a little bit funny that week. And you know what he was doing as well, which wouldn't really be like Jamie. He was kind of encouraging me to go on Instagram to address finally. He was like, you should go on Instagram and address a few things. Tell people why you've been upset and sad. He wanted a clean slate. He wanted a clean slate. So when we woke, he was so cute. He booked the Shelburne first and we woke up the next day. 
and he was just like oh I'd say are you getting loads of lovely messages so I was like yeah and I was like I said it to him I was like it's so nice I'm getting people who were still commenting on you know how I shared about my mental health he was like yeah that's why I was encouraging you I really wanted you just to have such a clean slate and I was like that's so cute for you to think mm-hmm. that you know mm-hmm. so um yeah I was delighted mm. wedding planning I know I, I know you've been keeping me in the loop a little bit yeah. on like how that's going but do you yeah. want to share with everyone like yeah well what's oh, I mean I'm trying to get through a legal situation at the moment and see how costings of that are and then mm. saving for a house, saving for a wedding. But um, we'll get through it. But I feel like we're definitely going to get married abroad. Mm. Hopefully, maybe the end of next year, see how finances are. Also, I want to get a house. Mm. I'm wanting it all. Um, so we're just going to have to see. I don't know. Who knows? But um, yeah, we've kind of decided on a couple of things. And one of the funny things was when we first got engaged, we went over to Jamie's family and had dinner. They obviously came in to see us on the celebration that day, which was lovely. But we went over to his. It was actually Jamie's birthday uh, just after that as well. So we went in to, it was like a birthday. His mom always puts on a show, you know, for dinners and stuff. So obviously engagement slash birthday. So we were all sitting down and, you know, all the questions are flying in. Oh, where would you get married? And who is this and this, this? And then it all kind of went silent. And Jamie's just like, well, we're, we're going to get married in a church. And I looked at him and I was like, What? He's like, Jamie, I'm not getting married in the church. I was like, I, I'm not a practicing Catholic. I'm sorry for anyone who, like, I, all my friends got married in churches. I'm all for it. But for me, Jamie's dad's looking at me in the corner of his eye. And he's like, shocked at me. And I was like, Hugh, I'll burn up in flames in that church. <laughs> if I'm at the altar, I'll catch smoke. Oh, God. So you better have, if I'm getting married in a church, you're going to have to have a bucket of water ready. That's so funny. And he was like, you'll go to confession. I was like, how many confessions do I have to go to before I get married was in a church? Was it important to Jamie and to his family? Um, ah, look, very lightheartedly, we joked about it. But yeah, no, Jamie wants to get married in a church, so we're probably going to have to get married in a church here. Okay. Like, he wants to get married abroad, but he was hoping to get married in a church abroad. And I was like, absolutely not. Because we would have had to do the whole legal ceremony in um, the registry office anyway. I feel like as well where we want to get married it's actually hard to get married in churches the particular place oh, that we like want to go. the stories I've heard like you have to jump through hoops to get oh. released from your parish. Yeah. And like the parish won't sign you out if they yeah. don't know you to get I know. Going to mass. Hence why I don't <laughs> get married in a church. <laughs> but Jamie asked me it's just like could we have a small really small intimate church wedding and I said yeah. Yeah, but that's nice. Yeah, and of course, I want it. Like, it's his day as well. Mm -hmm. I know it's all about me, but it's about him too. (laughs) I'm joking, it's about the two of us. But that was a funny one. And then Jamie's mom was looking at me being like, you may need to go to confession. I was like, well, sign me up. And what are the plans for the hen? (laughs) The hen? Oh, well, I don't really want to give too much away because there's still people I have to ask. Mm -hmm. But I know it's going to be a fun hen. I mean, I would love to go off to the likes of Ibiza or somewhere fun. But if we're asking people to travel, I won't do that. So we'll probably just have probably something like my 30th have a big whopper party oh my god yes that would be amazing <laughs> um, and add like an overnight stay or something I don't know but I'm really excited because I've been bridesmaid I know anyone knows me knows I've said this so many times I'm sorry but I have been bridesmaid like five or six times so to be planning my and it's so funny that it's some of the people who have been my bridesmaid was like you can't plan your own hen I'm like no I'm absolutely going into the planning of everything I just feel like yeah, I, I know what to fine. do yeah I think it's fine I mean you're doing all the like bridesmaids a favour yeah, you know yeah. taking it off their plate yeah, yeah. Or are they good bridesmaids? Oh, uh. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> oh God, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> oh, it's so exciting! Such I an know, exciting such an year exciting ahead. Time. I never, I never thought I'd get. I'd never actually saw myself even getting married or finding 
you know, a wedding dress. Like I used to always try on wedding dresses with mom. She used to work in the town bride centre in Paris Court and I mm. worked in Brown Thomas. So I used to always be trying on wedding dresses from A-line to princess to mermaid, everything. And I never liked any of them on me. Remember I told you I found my wedding dress the morning of... Um, on Pinterest, I put in like cool romantic, something silly. Was it the morning, the next morning? You yeah. Had? Yeah, I remember you found it like really, you haven't bought it yet though, right? No, well, there could be a deposit down. Oh my Jamie's God, Jamie's no like, way. come on, we haven't even got an official date yet. And I'm like, so. Priorities. <laughs> this is my priority. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so exciting. Yeah, it's fun. You've got a year of planning ahead of you. Yeah, it'll be fun. a couple of months. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it will be fun. Yeah. And yeah. what's next on the cards for you? Oh God, you know what? I'm still in the stage of like still finding my feet. Um, as you know, yeah. those two years were just hell for me. Yeah. And especially I'm just, I'm actually still a bit like grieving the business and grieving, you know, a lot of things that like went on and I still have a bit of hurt there. Mm-hmm. And I'm just finding my feet. Like I'm actually really only finding my feet again in the last month or two. Mm-hmm. Um, like obviously it was coming off, you know, my medication and, just finding my feet. So I'm just really not putting any sort of expectations on myself. I'm actually just having this year to find my feet again, mm-hmm. get back working properly and regularly, hopefully mm-hmm. consistently with like different jobs. Yeah. And just, yeah. Enjoy just, the wedding planning. Yeah, enjoy the wedding planning, but more so just let myself settle in because I just, yeah. I still feel a little bit sensitive mm-hmm. and a little bit kind of vulnerable um, sometimes. So I'm just like baby steps. Yeah, you know, no, and you're doing great. Oh, thanks, and I'm baby. excited. It's going to be an amazing year. I know, yeah. amazing two years. Two years, yeah, yeah, two years. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah, it's I unreal. Well, thank you. So and you'll be here with me the whole way, which is so Absolutely. nice. Absolutely, we've got another <laughs> decade ahead of us. For I sure. know, literally. That. Cheers to that, honey. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming in today, and you can listen to new episodes of Unveiled every Monday. Oh, thanks, babe. What a plug. Love I know. you. <laughs> on go loud. On go loud. And also everywhere you get your podcasts. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to that episode and thanks so much to Nia for joining. I've been hounding her to come on and she's just such a legend and so easy to listen to, I think. So if you enjoyed this episode, you'll really enjoy her podcast Unveiled, which is available on the Go Loud player every Monday. Thanks again for listening and I'll see you next week with another guest.